Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Volunteers matter, Ron. That's a fact. Look it up. Volunteers, I think, are in a lot of ways the cornerstone of society. I think that the whole premise of giving back and paying it forward and doing things without expecting or wanting something in return Mm -hmm. is, in essence, the true meaning of humankind. Foundations like the Donna Kevins Foundation need volunteers more than people think. It's not just the acts of service, but it's the philosophy, the thought, and the caring behind the actions. Well, I'm a big proponent of not government intervention of things to help our society, more of our society volunteering, whether it's locally, you know, statewide, nationally. We as citizens are the ones that are supposed to take on that mantle, not the government. Agreed, 100%. When, when people take the time and volunteer, the clients who are recipients of that service mm-hmm. can benefit in so many ways from that person's knowledge, their skill set, the way that they feel that somebody really does care about me who doesn't even know who I am. And, and before the moment they stepped into the foundation's office, had never seen me before, but yet they care enough about what I've done and what I'm doing with my adoption plan, that they showed up. And I think showing up is such a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's being present, being in that moment. You know, for families who are in the process of adopting, volunteering is a great way to pay it forward. Even as you're waiting, you know, that's something that you can do on a positive note. You know, volunteering benefits the foundation. It benefits the volunteer as well. Right. It's not just for the recipient. No, it's not. You know, you feel better about yourself. You shared a story with me about a donation, and I'd love for you to share it with the listeners, a donation that you and your wife did at Christmas. Do you mind sharing that? Well, no, not at all. Um, We had, I don't even know how Lisa came about this, my wife. She found it, I believe, on the Nextdoor app, and somebody was saying, we don't have something this Christmas, and So she started looking into this and found out there were several people who didn't have propane to heat their homes or their, you know, mobile homes or whatever they were living in. We don't have propane for Christmas. So she took four of these people, gave them a call, 
and we went down to the store and got propane and then uh, gave them each like 50 bucks and said, you know, I hope this helps your Christmas a little bit. And then one of them, I mean, well, one, she was just practically bawling because, you know, we weren't doing it because we knew her. We weren't doing it because it was just the right thing to do. And it it did. It made us feel good. And that's not why we did it. But it's like, wow, we helped somebody have a better Christmas than they would have. <laughs> Maybe think, a little warmer. Right. I think I think the feeling good part is important because it will encourage you to keep doing that. Certainly. And it does. It feels good. But, you know, I didn't want to do it for selfish reasons. It's like, you know, there's people out there who we've been very blessed especially in the past few years. I mean, we struggled for a long time to get to this point, but it's like, wait, we should spread this around and say, let's give back to the community. Some people who need it right now and are struggling. And, you know, the one lady, she had a kid in the back seat and, oh, just adorable. It kind of brings tears to my eyes because as he was looking back at us, putting the propane in the back of their car, he's like, Merry Christmas. And it was just the sweetest darn thing. And yeah, it does feel good. It does. And those are acts of volunteering. Volunteering doesn't have to be going and spending five hours somewhere. You know, it can be bringing Mm -hmm. somebody propane or um, bringing a, a gallon of gas to somebody who's stranded on the freeway or it can be you know working in a, a soup kitchen or yeah. there's so many things that you can do and foundations that are out there need help mm-hmm. they need volunteers please be one think about this you know in volunteering you can make connections that can create new career opportunities for you they you can make new friends you can learn skill sets from other people who are volunteering. You know, it can give you more purpose. People who, you know, retire sometimes say, well, I have nothing to do all day. Find a foundation Mm -hmm. and jump in. Find something that you believe in. Something close to your heart. Right. Right. And I think that people aren't aware that, like, with our foundation, you can volunteer and there's things you can do from your home. You don't even have to come into the office. There's mail outs you can do. There are so many things that you can do without ever leaving your house. And you can still make a huge impact and a huge difference. When somebody comes and is interested in volunteering, they don't realize that even the little things matter so much. Mm -hmm. And we're grateful. And the clients who benefit are grateful. Now, I grew up in a, a family that was a huge proponent in volunteering. My my mother did not work for, I think, the first maybe eight, ten years of my life. Wow. And even after that, when she started working, she was an art docent. So she would go down. She went through all these training classes, and she would do tours through the art museum. And that was hmm. it was called an art docent. And she was not paid. It was a volunteer thing. She liked to educate people on art. Mm-hmm. Um my dad was... And it was, again, something she felt passion for. Right. And it's like, and so oh, I would watch her studying yeah. the cards and learning about the paintings. And and my dad uh, is a, a volunteer now on the Midway down in San Diego mm-hmm. and gives tours. He was in the Navy. And so this is his way of volunteering. And he goes and gives tours around the Midway. Mm-hmm. And 
and loves it. So that was always ingrained in me is volunteer, volunteer. Right. So when I was a uh, in college, I knew I wanted something to do with labor and delivery. And something, you know, kept drawing me to it. So I went, I was living in the dorm at ASU and I walked all the way to St. Luke's Hospital and I would volunteer there as a freshman. Wow. And I did everything from volunteer in the emergency room to labor and delivery. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy cow. So <laughs> I I watched my first labor and delivery, obviously, uh, at a young age. I was... 18, 19, and the nurses knew that I was interested, so they would always push me in the rooms when it was happening. <laughs> and I remember thinking, wow, ah, yeah, okay. And it was an eye-opening experience. And then in labor and delivery, I, I mean, in the emergency room, I learned so much. I mean, just everything from what to do if you step on glass to the fact that you really don't need to go to the emergency room if you have a ear infection, although some people do, um, but you know, depending on how bad it is, of right, course. Right. But um, you know, a doctor can take care of that as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, you I learned all kinds of things, and it taught me, I think, a lot of of things that made me who I am today. Uh, another thing that I did was I would work in um, soup kitchens. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it is important, and in our children, I try to model and instill those values. So And I can see it in your children. They're they're very uh selfless when it comes to other people. They look out for other people. Emma. I didn't want to I didn't oh, know no. if you wanted to say no, her name no, wrong. No, Emma looks out for kids who have a tougher time and maybe get bullied a little bit and she stands yeah, up for them and I does. think that's awesome. She does. And she uh you know she takes it even a step further, and she volunteers um, at a, a soup kitchen down in South Phoenix. Does she really? Yes. And as a mom of a 17-year-old, I, you know, it, there's a lot of safety precautions in place. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she volunteers frequently down I'm there. I'm sure you're very proud of it. But, uh, it's, you know, South Phoenix, if you're not from Arizona or the Phoenix area, is not the safest of neighborhoods. Right. So I... Yes. Could understand a little we bit of trepidation there. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Good. And you know, she also uh, is her blood type is O, and she is also a blood donor mm-hmm. and uh, donates blood at her school functions every opportunity. Yeah, and she really believes in paying it forward. Good. And so she's the oldest one that is you know able to go out and do these things. So, you know, hopefully our others will follow suit. But oh, I'm sure they will. We, you know. You've set a good example. She's continuing that example. And then the younger ones, as they get to that age, they will also. Right. It's, it's and a great it's, legacy. It's important to me. And, you know, even with our agency and our foundation, uh, we will have them help us assemble uh, media packets at home or things like that. Because I, do, I want them to understand that we are blessed. Mm-hmm. And when you're blessed, I believe that you need to bless others. Absolutely. And that's important. And it's, it's a big deal. I think that people are in nature good. I think the common feedback I get when I say, hey, you want to volunteer is, I'm really busy. I don't, I don't have a lot of time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really know where to begin. And I just, I don't know if I can get into all that. I don't want to overcommit. I don't want to, you know, commit to something and not be able to follow through. So it's just better I do nothing at all. And what they don't realize is it can be something from what is your foundation need right now? Like right now, uh, we we are always in need of GED study guides. We have a lot of women who did not graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends in the world is a librarian and she has single-handedly been funding these GRE books. Really? Yes. Every time I've been needing them, I've been calling her and she sends me a shipment from Amazon. Oh, that's fantastic. It is. But I wish it wasn't just one person. Mm -hmm. And because at some point she's going to say, okay. (laughs) Enough's enough. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, if somebody was to post on their on their social media page, hey, here's an organization, they're looking for car seats or they're looking for GRE study guides that are like 14 to $17 a piece. Wow. Can you just send one? You know, and it's right. and if everybody would just send one, then... It would make a huge difference. It would make a huge difference. Yeah. Last week, uh, we have a maternity closet on, on site and a lot of the women we work with are homeless and they come to us and they don't have clothes that fit them. And it's heartbreaking to watch somebody come in off the street and their clothes don't fit and they can't even button their pants because their stomach has already started, you know, showing Mm -hmm. their pregnancy. So what I did last Saturday is I took our oldest son and, you know, it was Goodwill half off day. And I had a, you know, shopping cart. It was like over the top in terms of maternity clothes because mm-hmm. we haven't been getting enough donations for maternity clothing. Right. And I keep thinking if people knew the need, I think they would rise to the occasion. I think they would step up. Absolutely. I mean, what do you do with your old maternity clothes? I still have all mine in the closet. <laughs> so the most common questions that I get are, can I volunteer from home? Yes. Mm-hmm. We have tons of things you can do. Well, what if I only have a few hours? A week. Is that worth it? If you have a few minutes, then we'll take it. We'll, t- we'll you take know? it. Post Absolutely. something. Post something on your, on your, post a link. On Facebook. On Facebook. Say hey. say, hey, check this out. Well, what if I don't have any special skills? What can I offer? People don't realize you do We have all have something. gifts. You do. And mm-hmm. again, if it's just posting something, if it's talking to your church about maybe doing, hosting a food drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we also have a, a dry food pantry where we, with non-perishable goods. And I can tell you that some of the women get sick of some of the same things. So if, if there's a food drive that can be hosted, they would love some variety. And, you know, going back to my story of the people that we helped with the propane, yeah. one of the families talked about how they didn't even have a Christmas dinner. So that's what we did. We went into our pantry. Granted, we bought them a turkey as well, but we went into our pantry and said, you know, whatever has been in there longer than a few weeks, we're obviously not going to get to it. Let's put it all in here. And we gave them probably two or three boxes of food and said, hey, you know, Merry Christmas. Let's let's pass some blessing on to somebody who needs it. And, so. and that's so important. And when we have... Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with with our birth moms before they've placed and even after, it's a lot of work and it takes our whole team. And sometimes there are moments that you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much work. It's overwhelming. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many things I need to do to get ready for my family, not just everybody else. 
and then I and then the way that I explain it to my children and our staff members is this. I know that I won't be able to enjoy my Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas morning or Christmas dinner knowing that I didn't help all the other people that needed help. Mm-hmm. I would rather take that time and put that effort and energy and make sure that you know every person who's making the selfless choice of adoption gets the same courtesy and the same blessing that I have. And that's a big deal to me. And the same respect as a human being too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, a big that's part huge. Of it. It's huge. So again, when you volunteer, you you don't have to commit for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take an oath or uh, this isn't something that is going to become an albatross around your neck. Mm-hmm. This is just something that you can do even if it's minimal. Uh if you are interested, we do have a volunteer coordinator. Her name is Mauda Salaya, and you can call the office, the main line at 623-936-4729. Uh, if you can't volunteer and you just would like to donate, you may call her and we would love your donations as well. So thank you in advance for paying it forward. I was placed for adoption in 1973. My mother was 16 years old. She made the selfless decision to choose adoption for me. I was adopted by a wonderful adoptive family. And because I was placed for adoption, I was able to go to school, I was able to go to college, and I was able to get my master's degree. My name is Kelly Works Gary. I'm the director and co-founder of Building Arizona Families and the Donna K. Evans Foundation, which we nicknamed SWAP, Supporting Women After Placement. After I co-founded the agency, I actually looked for my mother and I found her in 2007. My mother struggled with her adoption choice. In her struggle, had she had help, assistance and counseling, she might have had a much better experience and she might have not struggled with depression or anxiety or guilt. And so we developed the Donna K. Evans Foundation the Donna K. Evans Foundation is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that helps women after they have placed a child for adoption. We want to give women the services and the support that women like my mother did not receive. Our goal is to let women know that women matter, that they made the right choice when they chose adoption. And what we've learned as we've done adoptions for over 14 years is birth mothers need help and we want to be the ones to help them. We know about the selfless choice that they made and we support them and we support their choice. When a woman comes into our agency, we are able to give them an emergency food box immediately. A woman can come into our office and receive a food box even if she is not pregnant. Our food pantry is funded through private donations, both financially and through food donations. We have a clothing closet right here at our facility. We have a maternity clothing for the women who are in our adoption program and are looking for clothing the minute they walk through our door. And we have, in all sizes, these are all donated clothing. We have clothing that is appropriate for job interviews, that is appropriate for regaining their self-esteem. We do have GED materials on site for women who are interested in obtaining their GED. We also have computers that you can use for practice testing to help obtain your GED as well. We also have domestic violence services. We can help with restraining orders. We can also help with emergency housing through hotel vouchers. 
We're looking for monetary donations so you can help support this fantastic program that's going to help hundreds of women after they have placed a child for adoption. We want to give them a hand up, not a handout. Donations could include anything from clothing to non-perishable food to GED study guides to temporary bus passes. We need you to help us help them. Be part of the solution. Make a difference in all of these women's lives. The adoption community is a large community and you're part of it. You are part of the solution. We chose angel wings for our logo because angels were important to my mother. Angel wings are symbolic of being able to fly. The goal of the Donna Cavins Foundation is to help women find their wings so they can fly. Please contact us through the Donna K. Evans Foundation on our website at the DKEFoundation.com. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and start it on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me, Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.